Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So I'm not sure if Sammy was able to listen this morning because he was uh, hard at work, but I wanted to make sure he got the uh, the final conclusion of our expense reports at uh, spring training. Sam, not only did Adam approve every one of our charges, he got the uh, Airbnb host to cover all of our hotel rooms for the first night it's incredible. at the Hampton Inn. So Woods, he going to get reimbursed completely as well. It, it was a complete win. Adam has, uh, has like jumped up three notches in esteem for all of us yeah, today. Yeah, no doubt. Wow. How about that? He's Mr. unreal. Adam Klug. He's coming unreal. Through. He's, he's, nice job. He got that guy on the phone. And and just just hammered him. And the guy said, I give up. Uncle, uncle, I'll, I'll pay for that. I'll also give you $1,000 to never call me again. And uh, <laughs> next year's stay is free. And He's also he, going to be filling in for you this year on Padres <laughs> Pre and Post. <laughs> yeah, if we need him, we now have free backup. Uh, Sammy, if you want to take the day off. Did you take the day off yesterday? Uh, no, I was here in the morning. I did not go to Afternoon. the game, but I did Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was I was here in the morning. Did not go to the game in the afternoon, but did uh, knock out a, a couple of good things here around eleven thirty a.m. noon, and then wrap things up. So I did not go yesterday, but I did catch up on the highlights. Now you so got your. I feel like I was there. You got your pops in town. What did you guys do yesterday in the uh, Peoria area? Uh, yeah. So so yesterday, my dad uh, was at his hotel for the morning. He got some work done. Then we met up here at the complex. Went to Old Town Scottsdale, walked around. My dad had not been to uh, Scottsdale. He's really not been to Phoenix in 20-plus years. So went to Old Town Scottsdale, walked around a little bit, grabbed a nice lunch, had a nice time, drove back towards uh, the Peoria-Glendale part of town, and uh, then just sort of hung out at at, uh, the hotel, the Airbnb, and uh, had a, a late dinner. So very nice to have him here. He is a big baseball fan. He is uh, the reason I'm so into baseball, I mean, he was taking me to Shea Stadium as a baby, so it is good to have him here. And rumor has it that uh, he will be roaming the backfield here shortly. So, oh, I love uh, it. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see who. Uh, we'll see who Jeff Levitt gets to meet here uh, this morning. Maybe a few celebrities. We'll see. Well, Sam, why don't you get us caught up on what uh, Luis Patino had to say this morning upon his arrival? Or is he? I mean, is he at a point where he can compete if the Padres want him to, you know, potentially start games, or is he too far behind because of his visa issues? Yeah, well, well, he certainly seemed like he's been putting in a lot of work the last month, month and a half, obviously, has been communicating with the Padres and Ruben Niebla, and he did not express that he felt very far behind. So I guess that's good news. I think 
in reality, the team leaves for Korea in two weeks. And also, he's competing in a really, really crowded bullpen with a lot of quality arms, right? And uh, all those things can be true at once. So, no, he, he seems very confident with, with where he's at. It sounds like he'll follow a similar progression to Wandy Peralta, who arrived a handful of days ago and is appearing in his first Cactus League game today. But Patino was, was very happy with where he's at, and, and at least to him, uh, did not seem like, like he's all that far behind. So, uh, obviously, they'll progress him forward, and, and we'll see when he potentially appears in the Cactus League game here in the next week and a half, two weeks. Yeah, you mentioned that, you know, obviously they're leaving for Korea in less than two weeks, but the point has been made, and, and I'm curious, Sammy, if you've heard anything talked about this, the battle for the last starting rotation spots doesn't necessarily end when the team gets on the plane to Korea because they're not going to need yeah. a, a fourth and a fifth starter for those games. And they might not need a fifth starter even for the first like week of the season. So the Padres potentially can put off that decision and, and see how guys do in the exhibition games in Korea, the exhibition games against the Mariners after they get back, maybe even another side session. So while, yes, the, the season starts soon, the final battle for the rotation could go on for another like month here. Yeah, I, I've heard pretty much the, the same thing. Um, and obviously it makes a lot of sense because you don't need those starting pitchers until the last week of March, potentially first week of April. So they can take their time. Now, how they decide to utilize their pitchers really as a whole during those two games in Korea, it's going to be fascinating, right? Because you're going to have potentially your starting pitchers not built up all the way to where they'd normally be. And obviously, you have to be prepared for any scenario there in Korea. Guys struggling, guys having to come out earlier than you would like them to. So the way they utilize everybody, I think, is is going to be really interesting, including their starting pitchers. And you know, the bottom line is this as well. I mean, they they've got to get guys their work in as they prepare for the you know the real course of the season beginning on March 28th. But you're right, Ben. I mean, it certainly seems like they're in no rush to speed things along, and I, I would highly doubt that we leave Peoria knowing who exactly are those fourth and fifth starters. It would seem unlikely just because, again, they don't have to make that decision. And the reality is when they leave for Korea, they're still almost two weeks away. In fact, they're a little bit over two weeks away from opening day. So why would you have to have to even make that call or, or finish your evaluation process? So it does seem that way, yes. So we are uh, talking to spring training Sammy here on Ben and Woods this morning. We got a couple of lineups out today, Sammy. We've got the yep. uh, the split squad. Uh, I would say it's probably pretty fair to say A team, B team, right? Uh, let me guess. The A team gets to stay in Peoria. The B team has to go to Maryville. Am you're, I right? You're absolutely <laughs> right, uh, Ben. The Angels will come into the uh, Peoria Sports Complex, and they'll be facing a lineup of Tatis Jr., Bogarts, Crony, Campy, Kim, Profar, uh, Eggy at third. Sugar in center with the A-team. And newest Padre, uh, Tim LoCastro, will be the DH yeah. uh, and hit in the uh, the nine slot. And then over in uh, against the uh, Brewers, Marcy in left, Merrill in center, Mercado in right, Higgy behind the dish, Cal Mitchell, Matt Batten, Tyler Wade, Mortarella, and then uh, Mason McCoy at short with Iriarte on the bump. So uh, I would yeah, – I don't know that you can read much into it other than – Sugar getting reps with the first team and, and as a center fielder, and Merrill getting reps with the second right. team as a center fielder. Yeah, I, I think it's a good point. And before I get to Merrill in center and Marcy in left, because they, I have a couple of thoughts on that, but 
uh, Manny Machado, not in either lineup. And I did ask Mike Schilt about that today, just wondering, because I, I think typically based on what's happened here the last week, week and a half, today would have been a day Manny would be yep. in one of these lineups. And Mike Schilt said it's an extra day, part of his progression. And, um, you know, seems like just sort of a decision to, to not only – uh, give him a day away from playing in the games. But it was interesting. Mike Schultz talked about how, you know, essentially there there's an argument to be made, not that the, the game at bats aren't important, but Manny doing some other work, more at bats, uh, more volume than having to recover from that, you know, can, can sometimes be a little bit more valuable than going in and taking, you know, two, three at bats in one of these games. So sounds like just the, Part of his progression, extra day, nothing to that. But I did want to ask the question because I, I did kind of raise my eyebrows a little bit when I saw Manny not in either yeah. of these lineups. So all it seems like all, all good on that front, just part of the recovery progression for Manny Machado from what we understand this morning. Um, as far as the, the other two, look, it is, it is interesting. We're seeing Jackson Merrill in center field the third time in a row that he's been in the lineup playing the field think it's notable to your point woodsy jose zokar also in center field but i mean look jacob marcy if you go look at it uh did not play left field very much in his minor league career in fact i think i looked earlier it's two appearances in left field so they continue to try guys out in different spots and, and there does appear to be a pretty concerted effort to play jackson merrill in center field and, and look for a guy who was playing left field the first couple of cactus league games now he's played center three times in a row. I mean, I, I don't want to read too much into it, but let's see what the coming days bring. Is he continually out there in center field? You would think for somebody that has very limited outfield experience, where he does get those reps in the outfield could potentially say something. So continue to keep an eye on that. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, having the Zocar in center, no surprise. I, I don't think you can read too much into you know, oh, a Zokar is at home and Merrill's on the road. I mean, that quite honestly, maybe, and I didn't ask Mike Schultz about this, but that quite honestly may be something where, look, Jose Zokar has uh, some, some major league service time, sure. right? So Mer- Merrill's going on the road. It it makes sense to me, honestly. Yep. So, uh, yeah, you're you're right. Uh, interesting notes today with the lineup, and, and that was the update on Manny as well. It's a good observation, Sammy, because Mike Schilt can downplay all he wants and say we're going to move Jackson Merrill around, see how he is. When you move Jacob Marcy, who is a center fielder, out of his position so Jackson Merrill can play that position, that is telling. It is also telling that even though Mike Schilt has said, we're going to get Jackson Merrill in the infield, you'll see him at short and second, I don't feel like we've seen him at all, at least in a game there. Yeah, maybe backfields. They are ramping up even more and more Jackson Merrill to the outfield and more and more to Jackson Merrill to center field seemingly every single day they they may not say it out loud but their actions have spoken louder than words they're preparing jackson merrill and they don't have to decide yet but they are preparing for him to be the center fielder for the san diego padres in 2024 i feel comfortable saying that based on my observation so far this spring yeah again i i don't want to read all the way into it like make some grand proclamation but Ben, to your point, uh, your your eyes don't lie to you. I mean, playing three straight, well, not three straight games, but three straight starts defensively in center field, I think does say something. And by the way, just mentioning the Jacob Marcy part of it, again, he 
does not have much experience in left. So similarly there, you're putting him in left, and that is somebody who, at this moment, with the roster the way it is, um, is competing for, for a spot on this team and potentially a spot in this outfield. So is that something to read into at all that, uh, you know, you're, you're working him out in some different spots? So, again, uh, we're taking it day by day here. It's just such a unique scenario because they leave for Korea in under two weeks and there are so many young players competing for spots and there's this looming question of, of whether there could be an addition or two made to this roster before we get out of here it is uh, all the equation right now for sure sammy the guy who will be pitching in that game uh, against milwaukee is jairo iriarte and yeah. he's looked very impressive i didn't i got to see one bullpen session while we were there the the talk has been pretty glowing what are you hearing what do you know and can share with us about jairo iriarte yeah i mean what i can share is that they are really really high on him and He's also underwent a physical transformation. He's bigger than he was a year ago. His fastball, since I think when he was in spring training last year, has upticked in velocity. And you can see it. I mean, I saw it in the live BPs, and, and now he's obviously appeared in Cactus League games. He's got some wicked movement on a lot of these pitches, and, and it's somebody they're really, really high on. Um, it's on my to-do list to talk to him. I've got some notes written down and some things I want to talk to him about. But what we do know is they're really high on him. He's obviously very highly touted. He's also young. Um, and we'll see. I mean, he's obviously been very impressive so far. You know, when he was throwing the live BPs back there, you know, it, it did hop into my mind uh, earlier in spring training of, you know, if this guy really impresses, what's to say that he couldn't either grab a spot somewhere on this roster or or be a part of the equation at least fairly early in the year, or certainly at some point um, of the season. He is somebody who went to double-A San Antonio last year, so he's already at double-A, and we shall see. But no doubt, Ben, somebody they're high on, somebody that's talented, somebody that physically ha- has grown quite a bit, um, and has his velocity is uptick. So everything is pointing up in the direction of Jairo Uriarte. You know, I think maybe it's, it's probably a little far-fetched that, that he would – be an option on your opening day roster, but uh, crazier things have happened. And if we're learning anything this spring, it's that the Padres do seem very ready to, uh, you know, to, to move a lot of these relatively young prospects up. So we shall see, but somebody they're they're very, very high on, no doubt. And on my to-do list to, uh, to sit with him and uh, talk to him about some stuff. Sammy, any buzz out there about a six foot five left-handed pitcher, JV and Sandridge? I've seen uh, a couple people tweeting about him. His his line's been pretty impressive. Two games, two innings, five Ks. So it's a big, tall lefty. I've seen, like I said, a couple people tweeting about him. I went and looked looked him up this morning and uh, they signed him to a minor league contract uh, back in November, kind of went under the radar. Um, Well, I guess he was with the the Chihuahuas last year, okay. Uh, yeah, so yeah. It, just kind of an, an under-the-radar guy, but I'm like I said, I'm seeing a little buzz about him. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny you ask about him. I talked to him today for a little bit, and I'll tell you what, he's, you know, a tall, big left-hander, number one, and he's somebody who has a really fascinating story. He is, he in fact, he made me realize something today that I never knew, and that is that there is apparently – an NCAA rule that you can go, there are cases where you can go pitch in college after pitching at the professional 
level. Um, so, and I want to make I want to make sure I get this right on Sandridge. So, just let me pull up my notes on him real quick. Hold on, this is live radio. No you worries, know man. How we You're on the right here. show. Let me, let me let me pull up my notes so I make sure that I tell the story accurately. I but did see this, this though as well. Yeah, he went back to college yeah. after being going yeah. to the pros, which is very unusual. Right. So, 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 so the interesting story with Sandridge. Okay, we, I was talking to him today. Drafted out of high school by the Orioles, spent a couple of years in that system, then. He ends up getting released by the Orioles in May of 2020 due to COVID cuts. So then he actually ended up going to back to school to Division II Lynn University in Florida. Didn't even get approved to play until a few weeks into, into the college baseball season. They approved him to play, ends up playing there. He's on his way to play summer ball and then gets a call that he's been signed by the Reds in the summer of 2021. Um, so he's a pretty interesting story. He's obviously still uh, very young. And, and I'll tell you this, because I looked it up a little bit last night. I mean, a, a lot of his numbers in the minor leagues have been pretty good. So um, he's somebody to keep an eye on, right? I mean, I don't know that he's, you know, grabbing a spot in the bullpen uh, from the outset here. But as we know, of course, and we've talked about it, um, you need guys to come out up, up throughout a season. Uh, absolutely. So He's somebody to keep in mind. And like I said, a very interesting, very unusual story. And, and obviously the Cactus League performance so far has been good. Yeah, very good. Sammy, I appreciate it as always. Have a great weekend. And then uh, your final full week in Peoria coming up. And, yeah, and buddy. the finish line is ahead. Thank you, Sammy. All right. Thanks, guys. Sammy Spring Training, Sam Levitt joining us in all of his appearances. Presented by your San Diego County Toyota dealers. We make it easy. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.